Hey, welcome. How's it going, everybody? I'm Mike Aldersley, and welcome back to another scintillating instalment of The Wave. Come ride the wave with me, baby. We wavy, baby. We're always on it. Oh! Uh, it's, I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon. It's beautifully bright. It's beautifully sunny. It's a beautiful day. There's barely a cloud in the sky. Barely. Now, I can see a couple. 22 degrees and uh, doesn't sound like much, does it? But for me, with my uh, Viking blood and my, you know, Caucasian complexion, considering the fact that I'm also half ginger, thanks, Dad, uh, <laughs> um, it's still fucking hot for me. It's hot for me. You know, I was walking to go to the I was walking into town earlier. You know, I had to do a bit of shopping, my weekly shop. You know, I'm trying to be responsible. You know, get my vegetables, get my fruit. Get my pasta, get my rice, get my sauces, get my condiments, get my spices, get my chili and everything else. I love cooking. I love cooking. Okay? And I'm trying to explore different uh, cuisines. Because I think, you know, English cuisine bores me. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? Eating Yorkshire puddings, mashed potatoes, bangers, bangers and mash, maybe spaghetti on toast. You know? I remember I had an ex-girlfriend and I introduced her to beans on toast, right? She was African. She loved it. But it's because I put fried mushrooms in it. I put uh, paprika and cayenne pepper in it. Bit of butter. Mixed it all up. Some salt and pepper. And then I prepared it. But like, what, what do people do? They maybe put a bit of grated cheese on top. And that's meant to be a, that's meant to be a main meal. I don't know. English cuisine is boring. You know, that's why you don't get any English restaurants. I mean, pubs. But then what do they sell? Most of it's all like Italian-infused, Greek-infused, everything-infused. But, like, you know, the best restaurants or the best places to get food are the ones that are not from this country. That they use Middle Eastern or African or Caribbean, you know, dishes. They're the only places to go. So I'm walking into town, I'm sweating. I walk into the supermarket. And do you know what I see? And they ambush you. These goddamn charity workers with their little pots and they shake it. They're not actually allowed to shake it, but they kind of flash it to you. Like, hey, you want to donate some money? Can I get you to sign this? It's like, no, I'm good. And this motherfucker, he got me. He got me, right? Because I reached down and picked the basket up and I had my headphones in. I'm like, sorry, I don't have any change. And as I looked up, he had one of those little mini card readers. And I was like, ah, oh, that's new. I actually said this to him. I was like, oh, that's a new one. <laughs> Like, there's no excuse anymore. They can get you. But you know what the thing is? What annoys me is that it gives you that, like, immediate sense of guilt. Like, I could have done something. I could have done something. I've got money. I've got money to spare. I could have done something. But the thing with me is, I don't believe in charities. Okay? If I had sufficient amount of money, I would go and build a well. You know, I'd do what Akon does and just go to Africa, build houses, build wells, build schools. You know, make sure my money is actually going to the people who need it. Right? Same reason why I don't give money to the homeless. I buy them food, and most of the time they refuse because they're like, I don't want a sandwich, I want some heroin. So it's just like, okay, well, I can't provide you with that. I'm not giving you money to go and provide, like, go and support your fucking heroin addiction. I'm just gonna, if you don't want this sandwich, I'll just eat it myself. You know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, they just, they just, they kind of ambush you. And the thing that annoyed me is like, I got past the first guy, I did my shop, you know, got my fruit, got my vegetables, got all my good shit, you know, nothing, I, I make sure now I don't buy any junk food, I don't want it in the house, 
I think the only thing that can be considered junk food is that I've got a brownie mix, like one of those packet mix things, and it's been in the cupboard for almost a year. And I do want to make it at some point. I'm going to take it into work and just leave it on the fucking table and be like, eh, help yourself, guys. But, um, because I like cooking. I do love cooking. And, uh, yeah, so I walk in, I get my shop, right? Fucking getting irritated by all the people who walk at, like, 0.5 miles an hour and they just dawdle around. Like, get in, get your shit, and get out. Why are you pushing empty trolleys around, getting in people's way, like, blocking up the aisle? Even when I went to the self-service section, right, there was a woman right on the fucking end. It doesn't matter what gender she is, Michael. Why do I have to... It was a person. It was a nondescript person. She was stood there. (laughs) Uh, It was stood there. And uh, right on the side, like, right on the very first one. So as you walk in... The very first one, right? I'm pretty sure I'm painting the right picture. And she had her trolley horizontal to her. Perpendicular? Parallel? I don't know. But it was blocking the whole goddamn entrance. So I stood there for a second and I was hoping that, like, it would notice me. And it didn't. So I just grabbed it and I pushed it. And I noticed, like, the corner of it just digged into her hip a little bit. Like, I didn't push it hard. I just rolled it away from where I was. And, like, she just gave me this look. And I was like, what do you expect? I'm trying to get through here. I want to do my shop. You're blocking up the whole aisle. This is the one thing I hate about... Like, I get... Like, the equivalent to road rage, but when you're walking, and, like, people just get in your goddamn way all the fucking time. They're, like, the one thing that really fucks me around is just inconsiderate people. Now, I've been known to be inconsiderate to other people's feelings, alright? So I'm a bit of a hypocrite when I say this, but I, I work on the shit that matters. You know, I open doors for people, I make sure I skip step out of the way, I walk through the road when there's a lot of people coming. But when you're walking behind people, or you're, you're walking through a supermarket, and these fucking morons just don't understand that there are other people around them, and they're in this bubble where they're just gazing around, looking at things, and they're pushing their fucking empty trolleys around, just pushing it into your path, and you're just like, ugh, ugh, it just pisses me off, you just want to get it out of your way. So I do my shop, right, and I walk out, and lo and behold, there's another charity guy ready to ambush you as you come out. And I just literally said, I'm I'm okay, thank you, and I just carry on walking. I don't believe the money goes where it needs to go. I really don't, okay? When you realise how much money is being wasted in this world on war and fucking just the bankers fucking us over, people just robbing tax money, people being given bonuses, politicians like sucking dick to get an extra fucking 500 grand in their bank, like it's crazy, it's, the money is fucking there, like, I, I watched this fucking program on uh, Netflix, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, what the fuck was it called? Basically just like, like, it explained where humans were, where we are now, and where we could be going in the future. And one of them was about, uh, I, I think, the fucking space travel. And we've, like, it costs like two billion, or something ridiculous, two billion to eradicate world poverty. And yet they're spending like seven billion, thirteen billion on, like, trying to figure out how to fucking blow up the moon. And I'm just like, is that really a priority? You really couldn't give a fuck about other people, could you? It's a sad state of affairs. You know? But you know, I was reminded as I walked out about these charity guys. And it reminded me of, like, what Mormons do. These Mormons who, like, with their, like, 
Tom Cruise Scientology kind of inspired faces. They've all got perfect hair. They've all got bright, shiny teeth. Most of them are American. I remember one time I, I, came, I came out the gym and I was wearing like a, 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 a sweat. I can't speak. I was wearing a hoodie with like my basketball team on it. And he was like, hey, you like basketball? I was just like, yeah. He's like, oh, where are you from? I like basketball too. I was like, oh, you know, you're American. You wouldn't be surprised. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like trying to chat me up. And like I'm walking and he's like walking with me. And he's got, you know, the little thin tie, the white shirt tucked into the blue slacks with some nice polished shoes, you know. He's like, have you ever heard of the word of Jesus? Do you know what Jesus can do for you? I was like, dude, I've got my own belief. You don't need to try and ambush me. Can I have your number, please? Oh, it'd be great if I can have your number. We can talk. And maybe, maybe one day you can see the light. And then you can come into the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. You know, you can be a Mormon just like me. Speaking of the fucking Mormons, this is one thing I researched, right? And I'll, I'll look it up right now. I'll look it up right now because I actually saved it on my phone because I wanted to talk about it. That's not the one. That's not the one. This is the one. Ten fascinating places around the world that are totally forbidden to visitors. Right? And this is scary, right? Okay. There's all sorts of shit, but I just want to find this, this like, Mormon, like, vault they have built into the side of a mountain that has, it's basically like the Vatican, but it's, like, Mormon. Ugh, where is it? This is all different. I'm on the wrong fucking website. But I want to go through some of these and just be like, yo, this is crazy. Like, how the fuck do the Mormons have a fucking vault built into the side of a mountain? Mormon vault. Let me search this. Mormon Vale? No. Vault. Mormon vault. The Granite Mountain. It's in Utah. Of course it's in Utah. Salt Lake City, bitch. Despite its name, it's, oh, it's composed of quartz, monzola, indigenous rock. Yeah, the Granite Mountain Records Vault. It's a large archive. Uh, oh, this is Wikipedia, it's not going to tell you any of the fucking good shit, is it? Why is it? It's not a fucking holiday destination. Why are the reviews closed to the public? Yeah, we knew this. What's really inside? What's really inside? Let's do this. It's true. Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints has a vault nestled into the side of a mountain. Whenever word gets out that there's super secure vault somewhere, conspiracy theories and rumours fly. I hate the term conspiracy theories. Just as much as I hate the term alternative facts. There's either facts or there's not. And the facts are, most of these conspiracy theories, unless you really believe in reptilians or shapeshifters, which, you know, I won't put anything past them, are true. But it's people who are just so dependent on knowing or believing in what they're shown. Why would you believe what you're shown or told? You know, you read history books and it's all propaganda. You know, I read about Nazi Germany from the English side. What if Nazi Germany actually had a point? <laughs> I don't know. It never tells you about how like we colonised the whole world by raping and pillaging and stealing all their fucking goods and services and, you know, how we're like... You know, our like marine, no, not marine, like our military bases on this side of the world just basically found a nice little island, like banned all of the inhabitants that were already living there from like coming there, done some nuclear waste strikes on it, and then suddenly 
had to tell the people that were originally living there, oh no, you can't go back home, we fucked it up for you. You can't go home. Why would you want to go there anyway? Go to McDonald's, we'll build one soon. Anyway, what am I saying? If you're the dead bird, the facts. 2.4 million rolls of microfilm containing approximately 3.5 billion images of... of... of what? Oh, family history records. Oh god. When the Mormon church say they're a family-centered faith, they aren't kidding. Oh, this is scary, man. This is like the Vatican shit. The, Va the Vatican archives as well. What else does the vault contain? Majority of occupied space is dedicated to family history records, but also not all the vault contains. Besides genealogical preservation and storage, Granite Malcolm Records Vault serves as a deep archive for a myriad of church materials, including scriptures and angry language, leather-bound books, blah blah blah. Yeah, I just think it's fucking crazy, you know. But then there's also other places in the world that like are banned from the public that like um, you really, really can't go to. Um, there's that like. The, the North Korea has its own version of fucking Area 51, and it's called Room 39, I think. Hang on, let me see. Yeah, Room 14, 39 in North Korea. And it says here that uh, Room 39 is one of the most secret organizations in arguably the world's most secretive state. Secretive? Created in the late 1970s, Room 39 is said to be located inside the Workers' Party building in Pyongyang, taking its name, according to some sources, from the office it occupied at the party's headquarters in its early days. Although, this is the fucked up bit, although there isn't much official information on the room due to its secretary of sec secrecy of its activities, it's believed that it raises funds through commercial enterprises, both legal and illegal, with activities ranging from counterfeiting to the sale of gold, drugs, or weapons. The network of companies present in various parts of the world is estimated estimated to be able to have been able to contribute up to two billion a year to North Korea and that's just you know something that's kind of just like casually accepted one of the more interesting ones on this on this is the coca-cola vault in Atlanta like apparently it's banned from the public because it holds the official original recipe for coca-cola now it probably contains a large quantity of cocaine but um yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ, how much do you give a shit about a fucking drink that's basically acid that can also take the rust off metal coins? Sh other shit. You know, I remember reading this thing where, like, one of those cheap-ass 12p bottles of Coke you can buy from Asda, if you pour that in a fucking kettle and boil it, your kettle will be, like, limescale-free, rust-free, and all that sort of shit. Imagine what that does to your fucking insides. Your poor little fleshy insides that having to deal with acid. But oh yeah, some of the some of the other ones are more like kind of understandable. There's a place called Snake Island, or Queimada Grande, Queimada Queimada Grande in Brazil. <clears throat> I should know how to say that. Uh, it's located off 100 kilometers off the coast of Sao Paulo, but um, between one and five snakes per square meter. <laughs> Some of the most venomous snakes, and basically it's it's uh, protected by Brazilian government, which is surprising because Bolsonaro, whatever his name is, normally doesn't give a fuck about anything natural. Um, but it's forbidden to reason, you're forbidden to go to the island for your safety and the snake safety. Um, another one, I was looking at indigenous like this is a really kind of crazy thing to think about. Like there are still indigenous 
colonies. And I know I probably sound ignorant saying that, like, well, yeah, of course there are. But, like, on some of these islands, there's, like, still indigenous people who have never understood the modern world. And there's North Sentinel, Andaman, and Ikabar. Did I say Ikabar? Nicobar Islands. Sorry, I've got a fucking thing on my phone that won't let me fucking see it. Um, yeah, and it's just, like... People have tried to go there, and the indigenous species have like rejected them. They don't like they're very like, especially the Sentinelese, or whatever they're called, like Connolly, Colony. They don't want anyone from the outside world bringing in their disease. And like they've only like got they've got between 50 to 150 speculated people living on that island. And you know, I think it's off, off the coast of Bengal, the Bengal Islands or something, and like. They will attack you on sight because they don't want you coming near that island. They survive off the ocean, they survive off the plants and on the woodland and the forest and the, the things that God provides us, right? And that's the way life should be, if you ask me. <laughs> we should all just like retreat to the goddamn woodlands and just learn how to survive. It should be taught in schools, like bushcraft and stuff like that. It should be fucking taught in schools. Oh, this is a crazy one as well. Diego Garcia, British Overseas Territories. Located between East Africa, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia, Diego Garcia is an important strategic asset for the Navy, which has a major military base there. It's also said that some of the CIA's most important floating black sites can uh, co-op, cooperate located in this area, according to The Guardian. During the Cold War, United Kingdom... Uh, rented the atoll to the United States for 50 years, but the island was un not uninhibited. So, before renting it out, the British government expelled some 2,000 Chagossians. They're people who were living there peacefully until we went over there and were just like, Hey, yeah, this is ours now. You can fuck off. If you don't fuck off, we're going to kill you. You're expelled. Where did they go? I don't fucking know. Oh, there you go. It says it. These inhabitants were forcibly sent to Mauritius, the Seychelles, and other British territories. Jesus Christ, we are fucked up, aren't we? Oh, this is going to be crazy. The White Club. Of course it's called the White's Club. Jesus Christ. A place where women are forbidden. Because, you know, all these guys just sit around and face fucking dead pigs and stuff. It's basically what they do. The restriction on women is so strict, only Queen Elizabeth has ever managed to gain entry. Oh, Jesus Christ. In 2013, David Cameron voluntarily left the select club, saying, I'm dismayed the club does not accept women as members. I find that inexplicable in this day and age. I really do. Oh, fuck you. You probably did something really embarrassing, like you shat yourself while you were getting a fucking... I don't know. Something gross. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> All I know is one of their initiations at Eton University or something was they had to face fucking dead pig. And they all did it. And they're the people that run this country. Oh. Shut the fuck up, car. No one wants to hear you. That's actually probably a motorbike. God, these fucking things. Alright, I'm basically at the end. But, like, it just fucked my brain up. Like, reading all this shit about, like, forbidden countries, forbidden territories, forbidden places. And it's just like, you know, I, like, I'm very, I struggle to understand borders. Like, when you look at borders and you're like, who decided... Especially, like, in America, some of the shape of the states, like, it's like a straight line, it goes up like a square, comes back down, and then it goes all wiggly, and then it comes back up like a triangle. And you're like, how did that get formed? Who did you have to kill to get that exact shape? But it's the same over here. It's like, 
obviously we're a fucking tiny ass little island we can walk wherever we want and go wherever we want but like I hate the idea of passports like if I want to go to France or Germany I should just be allowed to I'm a human being inhabiting earth okay this is my land my world this is our world why the fuck can't I just go there and do it makes no sense to me makes no goddamn sense to me just like the Mormons they make no goddamn sense to me with that underground vault you know there's loads of these underground vaults there was one in Norway and they're all built for like when the world gets like in nuclear fucking disaster all the head US officials all the head military officials around the world can all gather there and they're the ones who are allowed in while the rest of us peasants have to just fucking deal with the radiation or just the whole fucking explosion from the whole fucking nuclear bomb that I have actually checked would like if a, one of the most powerful nuclear bombs actually went off in this country we're all fucking dead we're all dead and that's what scares me we're all fucking dead and these motherfuckers have the power to do this they're all just sitting around with like you know stroking their little buttons like thinking hmm I can control this world and no, no, no one can do anything about it but that's what nuclear deterrence was was there for so oh, if they've got a nuclear weapon we need one as well and then you don't want to just fly nuclear weapons back and forth otherwise we'd all be fucked up nuclear fucking deterrence how about you just get rid of them just get rid of them I have become deaf destroyer of worlds Fucking hell. We live in a scary, scary goddamn place. We really do. Speaking of space and how much we spend on it, why the fuck has NASA become a brand that, like, people wear? Five, ten years ago, if you wore a shirt with NASA on it, you'd be branded a fucking geek or a nerd or, like, why the fuck are you wearing that? That's lame. What the fuck are you doing? Now they fucking have NASA on everything. Oh, it's cool. It's NASA. It's weird. It's weird. How? Why is it a brand? Why is it cool to wear shit with NASA on it? Do you like space? Do you understand how it works? Do you understand how a space shuttle goes off? Are you into, like, aerodynamic sciences? Like, fucking astrophysicists? Are you one of them? Did you come from the fucking Pentagon and, like, just come from a briefing where you're briefing everyone else about fucking, you know, and then you go to fucking the fucking checkers and then you talk to fucking the British-English cunts? I am a British-English cunt. What am I talking about? But even still, I don't know any of this shit. You know, I speculate. Just like all these motherfuckers do. You know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one, but they've fucking created a fucking superworm that can eat plastic. What the fuck? How the hell do you know what is really going to happen when you fuck with nature the way you do? No one gives a fuck. Because when you have that level of power, you're not required to give a fuck. You don't need to give a fuck. And power will change everything. Whether you're a man, woman, black, white, if you've got that level of power. Like, look at Africa. Mugabe and all the other people. They walk around with machetes just hacking people down. Well, they did. Not anymore. Or maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you see these horrible stories of like the pe bodies just f slain in the streets because like the dictators didn't like how like you know there were food shortages. They were like you know holding their foods back. This is a very depressing podcast, but it's informative. Even though I have no idea what I'm talking about, I just Google shit and let's see how it goes. Yeah, the Sentinelese, Sentinelese. Yeah, how many Sentinelese are left? 
50 to 200 people. Okay. Why are the Centralines so hostile? It's believed that tribal people were hostile because Portman, whoever that is, had kidnapped several islanders. He said they located an elderly couple and a few children they were about to abduct, able to abduct. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, that's the fucking bullshit we do. Oh, let's just grab these fucking indigenous people who have no... They're basically aliens to the world we live in. If I gave them this phone in my hand, they would see it as a threat. Throw a spear through it and then just chuck it away. Or set fire to it. Because they understand if they chuck it in the ocean, it would probably contaminate the fucking food they eat. They're a lot more smarter than we are. We're so dependent on this fucking system that we've just been indoctrinated into. We have no fucking clue how to live on our own means. Everybody needs, if you've got space, get an allotment or just find a fucking patch of land, put some vegetables in it, get a couple of chickens and just fucking live. Off the grid. Get a generator, get a solar panel, get a windmill. Oh my god. You have no idea how much I'd love to do that. I've already said that when I was homeless, living in a fucking tent in the woods, as, as unfortunate as that was, it was really peaceful. It was really peaceful. I worked, I did what I had to do, and I came back to my tent, and I was like, I, I'm a minimalist, I don't need anything, you know? Granted, I wasn't growing vegetables and stuff, but I've, I've been to a place that do that, and I learned how to plant the seed, re-put it into a bigger pot, or put it into the ground. You dig those hoe trenches, <laughs> and sorry, I laughed at the word hoe. Uh, <laughs> you dig those hoe trenches, or you hoe a trench, backhoe a trench, and then you plant the seeds all along, and you put mulch over it, and a little bit of fertilizer, then you bury it back over, and then in a couple of months you've got these big ass parsnips, carrots, beetroot. Oh my god, it's beautiful what we can actually do. It's beautiful what we can actually do. You build these fucking, get those polytunnels with the fucking frames in it, grow some cucumbers, grow some peppers, grow courgettes. We can do that shit. I did that shit. We can do that shit. But we don't. We choose to go down to the supermarket, get some processed ass food or vegetables that I have no idea what really went into them. Sprayed with pesticides, fucking hormones that fucking make them grow bigger and stronger. Like, have you seen a real cucumber? It's bent. Like, completely. Like, they never, they never grow straight. But somehow, every fucking supermarket cucumber is fucking ruler straight. Every tomato is big, rump, and rump, big, plump, and red. I was going to say big, rump, and pled, but, you know, that's kind of a spoonerism. That's what that's called. When you say the wrong letter on the wrong word, it's called a spoonerism. I don't know why. But, um, yeah. Oh, my God. I saw this really embarrassing guy in town. And, you know, there's that thing, like, what was it? Lions. What was it, like? Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! <laughs> he looked like he looked like he looked like he was out of his mind anyway. And he was wearing this shirt that said uh, "butt plugs." What was it like? Butt plugs, lube, and anal beads. Oh my! And I was just like, oh my god! Not only is he wearing that, but that's actually a shirt. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! Butt plugs, lube, and anal beads. Oh my! And you wore that outside. Walking around the streets? Are you cool? No, you're not. You're an embarrassment to your family. I don't give a shit what sexuality you are. You don't do that shit. I don't know, there's kids walking around, there's all sorts of shit, but then again, kids are all influenced by fucking music these days. You know? 
They're all walking around. I saw some really like he must have been ten, and like he was just staring at his phone, not even looking where he was going. Like I had to step around him because otherwise he was going to walk into me. Everyone does it, no matter what age you are. And I was in this room the other week, right? And uh, you know, in one of my meetings, and uh, we're it's in a church, right? In the window in Wendover, the Church of Mary, or whatever the fuck it is. And all the, most of these people, they're like, you know, they're 20 years older than me. They remember what life was like before phones became such an integral part of our lives. And I was shocked. I just, I was sat there. I was the only one at 31 years old. Everyone else was like 48, 58, 68. And they're all staring down at their phone. No one's saying a word to each other. They're all just staring at their phones, transfixed by the, like, the glory of their screen. I just think it's amazing. I, I just think it has that like ability. And I know I'm saying this into my phone right now, and I probably sound like a hypocrite, but then again, I'm using it just to pass my voice on to you, and you unfortunately have to listen to it. <laughs> but I see, I like, you know, when I came off social media for like three years, it was awesome. And the only reason why I'm back on it now is to try and promote these, and when I try and actually really cement getting into stand up, which is getting difficult because of where I live. You know, there isn't many areas around me that do open mics. It's all fucking London. I've got a plan. I've got a plan. It just revolves working, and it'll probably be within four to six months I'll be able to get it sorted. And then every weekend, I'll be going into London and doing spots everywhere I can. I have to, like, <clears throat> I go in on Sunday morning, get these spots booked up, probably stay a night in a and b or a hotel or fucking Airbnb, whatever the fuck they call it. Just do some on Sunday, come back Monday morning go to work all good that would be my, that would be my life for like as long as it takes me to actually get better at this i know i'm not that good i know i'm not that funny it's hard to be funny when i'm on my own like i'm just basically expelling my fucking nutcase thoughts onto you guys and i'm hoping you find it amusing but at the same time i'm better off when i'm like interacting you know when i can get a feel of someone you know i know i'm a funny motherfucker but uh, it's hard to be funny when you're just like, you know, I find myself amusing. I find this all amusing. I find it all fascinating what I've been saying. Anyway, what have I been saying? What did I actually start talking about? Oh, the fucking t-shirt guy. Yeah. Well, you know, to each their own, I suppose. To each their own. I mean, I wouldn't be caught dead in a shirt like that. Right, I've done half an hour. You've learnt something, hopefully. We've all learnt something, haven't we? Haven't we all learned something? The world is fucked up, but we already knew that. But it may be more fucked up than we actually realise it is. We are nothing but peasants. Being programmed to believe we actually have some sort of modicum of freedom. And yes, I know how to use the word modicum. That's another thing you've learnt. So, uh, I'm going to get back to watching some uh, NFL on YouTube. I'm currently watching the 2011 Ravens at Steelers. And uh, this is one of the things I've been doing in my free time. I fucking love the NFL. I don't really completely understand the plays and stuff, but I understand the I understand the downs now, which is one of the things I really didn't get. I understand possession-wise what they have to do, and it's really goddamn entertaining. And to the English motherfuckers who are like, oh, they're pussies, they wear pads. Yeah, they wear pads because they run into each other like 80 miles an hour. Okay, they go head first into shit. And I know rugby players occasionally do that, but rugby tackles are a lot different. And plus you scrimmage, you know, you've got to push each other. You know, they are tough. I'm not going to take anything away from it, but NFL is a different animal. It really is a different animal. You know, 
people still get fucked up and knocked around in it and it's actually really entertaining when you see like a 40 yard pass and like a 60 yard dash it's fucking brilliant I'm just like oh go go I get so into it I don't have a team I really don't know what the teams are here like I'm loving the fucking 2014 Patriots and uh, yeah the Steelers the Ravens the Colts the Broncos watching Peyton Manning and people like that like you know it's, it's fun and you guys probably, like, people in England probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I know there's some people in this country that actually love the NFL. I'm not going to be that ignorant. I mean, I love the NBA. And I know loads of people that love the NBA. But I recommend it. To any sports fan, I recommend the NFL. If you're living in the merry old English Isles, then you can watch the NFL whenever you want. On fucking YouTube. You can watch some old school shit. I watch some Dan Marino. I watch some Joe uh, uh, Montana. And I just seeing what they were all about. And I'm barely scratching the surface of the excellence of the NFL. And, um, yeah. Um, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. So, uh, what do I normally say? Bottoms up, don't bottom out. Don't like I did countless amount of times in my fucking life. Jesus Christ, how many times do I have to fucking learn the same lesson? Um, maybe a couple more times no, I'm joking I'm done I'm done with this life I know what my plan is I know where I want to go I know where I want to be you know God bless to my daughter and the people that support her God bless to my family you know I'm done letting people down I'm done being a fuck up I'm done being incon being like irresponsible it's not fun it's a miserable way of living but you find enjoyment in the little things and that's one thing I have to get back to doing no. God bless. Bottoms up, then bottom out. Keep rolling forward. Enjoy the sunshine. I'm out. <laughs>